What's up everyone and welcome back to New Release Reactions here on St. Matt Reviews. As always, I'll be your host Chris and this is the show about all things movie and TV. Every week I give my thoughts and reactions to the newest releases like Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, beloved franchises, and even actors like Jake Gyllenhaal. You can support the show by hitting that follow button on your favorite podcast network, as well as following the show on all social media platforms. All those handles can be found on the Cinematic Reviews Facebook page or the show's website at podgepage.com backslash Cinematic Reviews. It helps out a lot, and I really do appreciate all the love and support out there from everyone. Today, I'll be reacting to Guy Ritchie's newest film, The Covenant, which was released only in theaters this past weekend. But first, let's head over to the new release report. Welcome back to the new release report on HBO Max. We have three shows in the middle of their final season. We have Succession, DC Titans and Barry. DC Titans streams every Thursday, while Succession and Barry stream every Sunday. Over on Netflix, we have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. This is the 30th anniversary movie that is put on by the streaming service. It is streaming now, so check it out today. Along with two new series, Unstable, starring Rob Lowe and his son, John Owen Lowe, and The Diplomat, starring Kerry Russell. On Disney+, Plus, all episodes of The Mandalorian Season 3 are streaming now. Renovations is going on as well. This is Jeremy Renner's uh, renovation show where he guts out vehicles such as buses and ambulances to repurpose them for the use of the world. Uh, we have Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy, along with The Amazing Spider-Man, is now streaming on Disney+, Plus, which is really awesome for you Spider-Man fans out there. And then Marvel's Secret Invasion will premiere on June 21st. This is the newest Marvel Cinematic Universe series to hit the streaming service. Over on Apple TV+, Plus, we have Ted Lasso Season 3 going on right now. New episodes of that will stream every Wednesday. We also have Ghosted, starring Chris Evans and Ana de Armas, which is now streaming today. It premiered on the streaming service this past weekend. And then still, a Michael J. Fox movie will arrive in theaters on May 4th, and then on the streaming service on May 12th. At home, you can buy Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, and The Last of Us Season 1 today. And then in theaters right now, we have Evil Dead Rise, Bo is Afraid, which stars Joaquin Phoenix. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which I will talk about in just a few moments. The Super Mario Brothers movie, which is just dominating the box office right now. Renfield, starring Nicholas Holt and Nick Cage. And then The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe. Looking ahead, we have Sisu arriving this weekend on April 28th. This is from the creators of the John Wick universe. Along with Big George Foreman also arriving this weekend. And then next weekend on May 5th, we have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This will be the last chapter of the Guardians team for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Then we have Hypnotic, which is Robert Rodriguez's newest film starring Ben Affleck. That will arrive in theaters on May 12th. And then we have Fast 10 on May 19th. Well, that is this week's new release report. Let's take a quick break before diving into Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. For the next season on Cinematic Reviews, we're diving into the world of Indiana Jones, 
Join me every week as I break down and review every Indiana Jones film in preparation for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which arrives only in theaters on June 30th. The Indiana Jones season premieres later this week, only on Cinematic Reviews. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant was released on April 21st, 2023. It was directed by Guy Ritchie, who is best known for both Sherlock Holmes films, which starred Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, the the live-action Aladdin, The Man from Uncle, starring Army Hammer and Henry Cavill, and then The Gentleman, starring Charlie Hunnam and Matthew McConaughey. The Covenant stars Jake Gyllenhaal as Sergeant John Kinley and Dar Salaam as Ahmed the Interpreter. As uh, so far, the film has grossed $6.3 million worldwide against a $55 million budget. Uh, It was originally titled The Interpreter, but Guy Ritchie ended up changing it to The Covenant, which I think was a better choice for a title. And then the film is not a biography of one person. It is a mixture of actual events and experiences that happened during the Afghanistan war. So I really enjoyed the film uh going into it i was very very excited and it didn't disappoint i haven't been the biggest guy Ritchie fan but his filmography does include some heavy hitters like both sherlock holmes films which stars robert downey jr as sherlock and then jude law as watson uh the covenant is definitely one of his better films uh the trailer definitely got me hyped the most uh, there were some really cool shots in there. I love Jake Chillenhall. So I was like, this this is a movie made for me. I also come from a huge military family. So that was also a plus. So I was really excited to see this. And yes, it did not disappoint. I thought it was an awesome movie. It's full of heart and some really, really awesome action sequences. Uh, the set pieces are incredible as well. There are a lot of great aerial shots throughout the film of the rough terrain and mountainsides of Afghanistan. Uh, audiences really get a sense of that rough terrain during the scenes involving Ahmed pushing John in that little wooden cart throughout the mountains. Uh, the music hits hard as well throughout the film. Uh, Guy Ritchie loves his music. Uh, I actually threw on King Arthur, Legend of the Sword the other day, and the music in that is the same way. It's a lot of needle drops, and they, they hit really, really hard. Um, same goes for The Covenant. I also really love the brother-like relationship between John and Ahmed in this film. Uh, audiences get to spend a lot of time with these two main characters, which was a smart decision. Uh, we get to slowly care about John and his relationship with this interpreter, which makes the journey that they go on together throughout the film even more powerful. So the film centers around U.S. Army Sergeant John Kenley and then Ahmed, who is Hall's newest interpreter since his previous one, was blown up along with his squad, Meg Jack-Jack. I love that each member of their squad has a nickname. There's Jack-Jack, who unfortunately dies during that opening sequence of the film where they are checking vehicles as they make their way through this checkpoint. Uh, Unfortunately, one of the trucks was carrying an explosive device. Uh, It has triggered killing Jack-Jack and their interpreter at the time. Uh, Also in the squad, we have Jizzy, uh, who seems to be the closest to Hall's character. Then we have Tom Cat and Chow Chow, who is, I guess, the kind of chef of the group. Uh, there were a couple more, but for the life of me, I can't remember their nicknames. Uh, those are definitely the ones that stood out to me the most. Uh, Hall's squad is, are, is tasked to find the location of 
Taliban's explosive caches. Uh, for those that don't know what a cache is, it's a term that refers to a group of items such as guns that are kept in a hidden location. For instance, in the Covenant, uh, Jill and Hall and his squad stumble across a Taliban's cache uh, in an abandoned mine filled with AKs and explosive devices. Uh, that entire action sequence at that mine is just incredible. Bullets are flying everywhere. RPGs are going off. Unfortunately, Joan Hall's entire squad is killed by the Taliban reinforcements. Uh, this leaves John and Ahmed to flee their, for their lives into the Afghan wilderness. Uh, after a couple of days of hiding, um, the Taliban ends up finding John and Ahmed in this little, little tiny house. Uh, John is shot a couple of times, I think, uh, in the shoulder and then in the leg. And then he unfortunately takes a couple of blows to the head. Uh, he is then saved, though, by Ahmed, who is a total badass in this film. Uh, Salim, who is uh, freaking incredible. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, but it turns out Ahmed has a past of his own. Uh, he's a former member of the heroin trade in Afghanistan. Uh, who knows his way around a gun, it seems. Uh, the trailer really hinted at this uh, idea that Ahmed has had some training in the past. But it's it's way better in the film. The trailer only gives you a glimpse of what he's capable of. Uh, he's just freaking awesome th this entire time. Uh, a lot of the film is then Ahmed dragging John through the rough Afghanistan terrain in this little wooden cart. Uh, Salem did an, just an incredible job showing the audience uh, the struggle that the Ahmed character went through in order to save John. Uh, and, I, and I love how the film kind of flips that uh, with the John character later on. Once John is rescued, he is sent back to the States to his family where he can recuperate and kind of get back to life. Uh, and then Ahmed is forced to go into hiding because he is now at the top of the Taliban's most wanted list for helping out John. Another large part of the film focuses on the, the kind of hoops that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal has to jump through in order to help Ahmed and his family uh, get their visas and then escape Afghanistan. I love how uh, Guy Ritchie liked to explain what the the whole purpose is of the interpreters. So if you've seen them film, you know this, but if you haven't, so... The U.S. Uh, kind of hired these Afghanis to uh, become interpreters for the U.S. Army in exchange for uh, full visas to the U.S. and then to help them relocate. Uh, so this is the main reason why. Uh, well, supposedly this is the reason why Ahmed is doing it, you know, for the money for the visas. But it turns out the Taliban uh, were responsible for the death of his son. So he's looking for payback by becoming an interpreter and kind of getting sneaking his way through with the help of the U S army to kind of take revenge on the Taliban. Uh, but so that's the kind of the, the backstory of the Ahmed character, which is really, really uh, compelling. And you just love the character from the get go when you hear uh, what he's been through. Uh, but back to Hall. So he, John just loses his shit during this entire part of the film. And rightfully so, you know, Hall gave, such an incredible performance as a frustrated John who just wants to repay his debt to Ahmed for saving his life. Uh, but it's really, really uh, just a real big headache. Uh, anyone who's ever had to deal with, uh, you know, paperwork and the government and all the hoops you have to go through to get something done, especially veterans. Uh, it's the film really kind of focuses on this, this small part of where, you know, John's on, being on it left on hold for like three hours or he's got to talk to 10 different people in the span of 
10 minutes. You know, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's, it is, there's some truth to that. You know, um, veterans have had a kind of a tough time coming back and readjusting and then having to deal with all the paperwork and all that. So this film really wanted to focus on, um, the other aspects of not just going to war and all the, all that, but there's also other hoops that they have to jump through once they return home after a deployment. So really a great job with that. Uh, that's another big theme as well in the film, uh, spiritual debts. Uh, I'm glad Guy Ritchie changed the film title, like I said, to the covenant from the interpreter, because I think it suits the overall theme better. This film is about the bonds of brotherhood, the spiritual packs that soldiers make with one, one, with, uh, one another during battle. You know, the covenant between John and Ahmed is incredibly strong. And I think the film did an awesome job at conveying that, uh, due to the incredible performances by Jalen Hall and Salim. And of course, Guy Ritchie directing the hell out of this film. Uh, like I said, it's definitely one of his best films that he's done. Uh, the film then ends with a crazy shootout on this big dam in Afghanistan. Uh, John and Ahmed end up getting pinned down on this kind of bridge-like structure over the dam. Uh, they're just swarmed on all sides by Taliban. Uh, all hope seems lost until a freaking Spectre gunship comes in and massacres the Taliban. Uh, Spectre gunship, uh, for you Call of Duty fans out there, that's basically the AC-130. Uh, they call it the Spectre gunship, but that's what it is. It's an AC-130, and it just massacres the uh, the hillside that the Taliban are on. It just it was incredible. It's just it was a total hell yeah moment in the theater for sure. Uh, I love all those action sequences in this film. Uh, everyone did their homework when it came to the military uh, aspect of the film. You know the gear, the tactics, even how soldiers talk to each other was pretty spot on. Uh, like I said, I come from a big military family. My father was in the army for twenty plus years, and my brother served in the Marines for eight years. Uh, they both went on multiple deployments throughout their military career. Um, just going off the stories that they have told me, the Covenant was pretty accurate. Um, I'm really curious to see uh, what my dad and my brother think of this film. They have not had the chance to see it yet, but I'm really excited to uh, get their kind of feedback from that. But I think for me, from my knowledge that I know, this film is pretty, pretty spot on with the accuracy of the military. So as you can probably guess, I highly recommend this film. Uh, I would uh, give it a solid four stars out of five, maybe four and a half stars. Uh, it's not quite a five-star film, but it's pretty damn close. Uh, I would probably uh, shed maybe like 10, 15 minutes off of it. Uh, otherwise, it's a very, very well-made movie. Uh, kudos to Guy Ritchie for uh, just giving a, a huge heavy hitter uh, and a great movie year of 2023. The Brotherhood theme is definitely very, very powerful in it. It's one of it's probably the one thing that really got me attached to it, um, especially with me watching it with one of my brothers. Uh, that was awesome to kind of get to see this bond just unfold before our eyes on the big screen. It's just really, 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 really powerful movie. It's also one of the best military films I think I've seen, and I've seen a lot of them. Uh, I just, I just really love this film. Uh, I love that Richie put the subtitles uh, on the film as well in order to kind of help audiences who aren't quite familiar with how military works uh, to help them kind of understand, you know, certain codes that they use, uh, like QRF, 
which translates to quick reaction force. Um, it was a very, really, really nice touch. It adds some character to the film as well, I think. Definitely check out The Covenant, uh, especially if you're a fan of military films or Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, Jake Gyllenhaal is, is just awesome in this film, along with uh, Dar Salim, uh, who plays Ahmed. I just I hope to see Salim in more films because he's very, very talented. I, I love the Ahmed character. I love what he did with it. Uh, so check out Guy Ritchie's The Covenant today at your local theater. Uh, support the movie, you know, support theaters, su support Guy Ritchie, support Hall, support all of it. It's just a really, really well-made film. So with that, let's take another quick break before diving into my Jake Hall rankings. On the next new release reaction episode, it's The Mandalorian Season 3. I'll be breaking down and reviewing all eight episodes of the newest season of the hit Star Wars series. I'll also give my thoughts on all the future projects coming out in the next couple years in Star Wars. Join me next week for a Star Wars build new release reactions episode only on Cinematic Views. All right, so let me pull up my Hall rankings here. Uh, there's a couple that I have don't have on the list because I haven't seen them yet, like October Sky and Strange World. But once I do see those, I will definitely add them to the list. Uh, but for today, I have 24 of Hall's movies. Um, so we'll stop from, start from the bottom up. Uh, so first at 24, we have The Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, where Jake Hall plays Dastin. Or Daston, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, he is one of the princes of Persia. Uh, not the greatest movie in the world. Uh, he's got some interesting action sequences, but definitely one of Hall's weakest performances. He honestly kind of feels out of place in this film, so that is why it's on the bottom. Then we have tw at 23, we have The Day After Tomorrow, where he plays Sam uh, in this the uh, kind of disaster movie with the uh ice age hitting the modern world uh it, it also stars dennis quaid emma rosam uh dennis quaid plays his father jack who goes on this mission to save his son who's trapped in new york during this big ice age uh it's got some some good Hall scenes in there but definitely i think this is more or less a dennis quaid driven movie than a Hall movie he's kind of in the Supporting actor there, uh, so that's why it's towards the bottom. He's not quite at the peak of his power yet. He's still kind of uh, this young actor who is taking on the roles uh, that he feels is uh, speaking to him. Uh, he is one of those actors that really likes to look at the script, and if it speaks to him, he'll do it. If not, he'll pass on it. Uh, this is definitely one where... Honestly, anyone really could have played the Sam character, uh, but Hall ended up taking this role. Uh, but like I said, there's still some good Hall scenes in there, just not one of his strongest performances. So that's kind of why it's at the bottom with Prince of Persia. Another one of those weaker performances is Love and Other Drugs, which I like as a film. Uh, again, it's Hall doesn't really do anything world-breaking in it. He could have honestly been replaced by anybody in this role he stars alongside Anne Hathaway who is this woman that he meets uh who has Parkinson's or early onset Parkinson's I should say um 
Joan Hall is this uh, drug rep who uh, their paths cross on one of his sales calls at a local hospital. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not his strongest performance, but it still has some really fun Jill and Hall scenes in it. Then we have 21. We have Source Code. Uh, this is that uh, one where he is put into the machine, taken back in time to kind of figure out uh, how this train uh, exploded. Uh, there's some twists along the way, some cool action sequences. Uh, he stars alongside Michelle Monaghan, who is awesome. Baron from Wiga's in it. Jeffrey Wright's in it. He's got a really decent cast, but again, one of his lowest uh, as far as strength performances, but still an underrated movie. It's got some really good elements to it. Then at number 20, we have The Guilty, which is his uh, Netflix film that came out uh, two years ago. He plays Joe Baylor, a uh, demoted police officer assigned to the call dispatch. As kind of this punishment. Uh, a lot of it is through just with him. Uh, definitely a very contained story where he is on the phone with this woman who is uh, supposedly getting kidnapped. Uh, so most of the film is on Gyllenhaal. Like he is, he is the movie. He is driving the movie. Um, has some really good scenes in there. Uh, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, you know, the police force and all that when it comes to movies. So, and that'll come in handy for one of his other films that I have ranked towards the top of my list. But The Guilty is still a very, very good, uh, interesting movie, I should say. It's, again, it's got some really good Hall scenes in there, but not his strongest. Then we have Jarhead, which is probably one of his most iconic films. He uh, plays uh, Anthony Swarford, uh, who is joining the uh, U.S. Marine Sniper Division. Um, he stars alongside Jamie Foxx and Lucas Black, Scott McDonald, and Peter Skarsgård, and all sorts of other casts. Uh, really cool uh, military movie. Uh, so he kind of, I saw an interview recently where he took aspects of this film set and kind of incorporated it into The Covenant, which is really, really cool. Um Again, some really cool Gyllenhaal scenes. Uh, definitely a movie that stands out in people's minds when when they hear Jake Gyllenhaal's name. So that is sitting at 19. Then at 18, we have Everest, uh, which is, uh, again, not a Gyllenhaal-driven movie, but he does pop up in there. Uh, most of the time, it's, you know, Jason Clark or uh, I think Josh Brolin is in there. A bunch of other cast members. Uh, but he is still really, really good. Uh, I've only seen this film twice, I believe. It's definitely one that I want to revisit. Uh, another one of those, uh, how you want to say, uh, real life turned into movie kind of kind of films. So definitely check it out if you haven't. Then we have Life, which is one of my guilty pleasures. Not the greatest movie in the world, uh, but it's still it's a really cool alien slash space movie. Uh, we have Jillian Hall as David Jordan, along with Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Hiroki Shinada, who was in John Wick 4 just most recently. Uh, yeah, I just uh, Jillian Hall is really good in there. Uh, but Ryan Reynolds, of course, being Ryan Reynolds, kind of steals the movie when he's in there. Then you have Rebecca Ferguson, who is always awesome, and Sonata, who is great as well. Uh, again, like I said, not the greatest movie in the world, but it's one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, 
definitely check that one out if you're into you know aliens and space and whatnot so that's sitting at 17 then we have 16 with ambulance uh which is a really really cool movie uh it took me a couple times to really appreciate this film but uh after a few rewatches i i finally see what michael bay was trying to do uh this is the uh the film about jillian hall uh and uh, his uh, who plays Danny Sharp and then his brother, Will Sharp, who end up robbing this bank and taking over a uh, ambulance who is uh, uh, driven by Isa Gonzalez, uh, one of the uh, EMTs in there. Uh, it's a crazy film. Uh, Ma, I believe this is the film where uh, they filmed it all in drones, which is an interesting choice, but it really, really did translate well on screen. Uh, Hall is a badass in there, even though he's kind of the villain of the story, uh, which is really cool to see him not the hero for once. Then we have Nocturnal Animals, which is a really, really, uh, interesting thriller. Uh, Hall plays Tony Hastings, who is a, uh, a journalist I, or a writer, I should say. Um, he sends, uh, his ex Amy Adams, uh, a copy of the book that he's written. Uh, and it's a very, very disturbing story about a father slash husband who is trying to find his murdered wife and daughter and then her killers. Uh, I've seen this a couple of times and it really, really took me a few rewatches to, to kind of figure out and appreciate what the, uh, director Tom Ford was going for. Uh, it's a very, very disturbing and wild, uh, film. Uh, most of Hall scenes is playing the character that he wrote in the book. So I thought that was an interesting way to kind of go along the story as we are kind of going through this along with the Amy Adams character as she's reading this book and Hall kind of put himself into this book as the main character. So definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. It's got some really good Hall scenes in it. Then we have Enemy, which is a crazy weird ass movie uh, where Hall plays two versions of himself. He has Adam and Anthony. Uh, who kind of, um, I guess, switch places at a point in this movie. Uh, I'm still, I've seen this movie probably five times, and I'm still trying to grasp the ending of that. Uh, if you have seen Enemy, you know the shot of Jillian uh, Hall going into the bedroom, and then there's that big-ass spider that kind of overtakes him. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, this... This is one of the weirdest movies that I've ever seen. But it still has some really good Jake Hall scenes. And I mean, he's playing two versions of himself, which is, I got to be very, very difficult. So that's why it's sitting at number 14. It's just because of the the demand of him to play two versions of himself has got to be very, very uh, difficult to, uh, for any actor. But Hall is so good that he's able to pull it off. And he's really good in it. So that's why it's sitting at 14. Then we have 13 with Demolition, where he plays Davis, uh, a grieving husband who lost his wife. Um, most A lot of the film, he's writing this letter to this vending machine company that uh, he wants to fix uh, the machine or give his money back because he couldn't get his M&Ms. Um, but then it ends up uh, forming a relationship with uh, the woman that receives those letters from the vending machine company, and they kind of go through this journey of uh, pain and loss and he kind of connects with her son and how he kind of tries to grasp the concept of grief and how to move on. And it's a really, really uh, heartwarming story. 
about uh, losing someone that you love, like a wife. Uh, Hall is just, he's really, really, really good in it. Uh, stars Chris Cooper as well. Uh, and Naomi Watts in there, who he forms a relationship with through the vending machine company. So definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. Then at number 12, we have Brothers. Um, Joan Hall plays Tommy, who is the brother to uh, Tom, Tommy McGuire, who plays Sam, who is a captain in the in the army. Um, and then he, uh, his Tommy McGuire's wife is played by Natalie Portman. Uh, so general premise of this movie, uh, if you haven't seen it, so Tommy McGuire gets deployed overseas. So then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal kind of comes in and kind of helps out Natalie Portman and uh, his nieces while Toby's away. Turns out that Toby is supposedly killed in action overseas. So Gyllenhaal and Natty Portman kind of form this bond uh, as they kind of deal with the loss of Toby. Turns out Toby is alive. He comes home. uh, Not exactly himself because of the trauma that he went through. Um, Things get started to get out of control. Uh, Gyllenhaal starts to become this father figure to his nieces that Toby is unable to do due to his traumatic experience. Uh, yeah, just a really good uh, movie about, you know, the the difficulties of, of war and the bonds between brotherhood brothers and kind of how families deal with uh, one of their loved ones coming back from deployment. So it's really, really good story. One of my guilty pleasures as well. My, my one brother and I love watching this movie together. Uh, just a really, really good, Good Jalen Hall performance in there. Then at number 11, we have one of his most famous uh, performances and Donnie Darko as he plays Donnie Darko. Uh, this is a crazy sci-fi thriller movie about a uh, bizarre accident that uh, a teenager, Donnie, uh, has to go through where he has visions of this large rabbit uh, or this guy in a rabbit suit. I think he's called Frank. Uh, if I remember right, I haven't seen this film in a while, but uh, definitely one of his most popular performances. And he's really good in it. Uh, I love throwing this movie on. It's a, definitely a classic for sure. So that is why it's sitting at 11. Uh, then at number 10, we have Spider-Man Far From Home, where he plays uh, Mysterio slash Quentin Beck. Uh, definitely, uh, I love Hall in this. Uh, Far From Home gets a lot of, lot of hate from fans as one of the weaker Spider-Man films, but I love it um, because I love the the chemistry between Holland and Gyllenhaal. They seemed really good friends um, on and off set. So I think that really, really helped uh, with the, the chemistry between the Quentin Beck and Peter Barker characters. So really, really love them in there. One of my favorite villains of the MCU for sure. Then we have Brokeback Mountain, which he stars alongside Heath Ledger. Uh, rest in peace, Heath. We really miss you uh definitely one of their more uh iconic roles as well i remember when this came back came out in 05 i didn't see it till later on and i've only seen it once uh but i do remember uh heath and jake being really really good in there as uh two uh cowboys or shepherds whatever you want to call them as they form this sexual emotional relationship together um yeah it's just it's a really complicated story about their relationship and how they deal with uh being in love with each other while also having girlfriends of their own uh just yeah it's a pretty heartwarming it's interesting to watch that in today's world now with the whole lgbtq community uh kind of 
uh, being in the spotlight today. So check that out if you haven't. Then at number eight, I have The Covenant, uh, where he, like I said, stars Sergeant John Kenny. I uh, really love this film. Uh, Hall is fantastic in it. So definitely in his top ten for sure. Then we have Stronger, where he plays Jeff Bowman. Uh, this is about the uh, real life story of Jeff Bowman, who was uh, lost his legs in the Boston Marathon bombing back in 2013. Uh, very powerful movie. Uh, he plays alongside Tatiana Maslany, who plays his uh, girlfriend, Aaron. Uh, just a truly, truly uh, powerful movie uh, about uh, overcoming a dramatic experience like the Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, really, really love Jalen Hall in this. Definitely check that out. Then at number six, we have Bubble Boy, which is uh, probably one of his uh, begotten performances. I love watching this with my sister. Uh, she just watched it for the first time a couple years ago, and she fell in love with it like I did. Uh, Jalen Hall plays Jimmy, who is uh, supposedly uh, in this bubble because he has no immune system. But turns out, if you've seen the movie, he does have an immune system. His mother... His overbearing mother just lied to him in order to keep him safe. So, But for the majority of the movie, he's in this bubble, traveling across the country to uh, be with his uh, love of his life, Chloe, who is about to get married. Uh, but he try goes to just stop it and professes love to her. So uh, really, really awesome. Uh, love Hall on this a very, very heartwarming uh, story about love and professing your love by traveling across the country in a giant bubble. Then at number five, we have Southpaw, which is an uh, incredible, incredible film. Uh, Hall plays Billy Hope, uh, this uh, champion boxer who unfortunately loses his wife, played by Rachel McAdams, uh, during an altercation with a uh, rival in the boxing world. Uh, she is unfortunately shot, and he has to kind of deal with her loss, how to take care of his daughter, uh, ends up uh, falling into drugs, and uh, has to kind of... Put, get himself together so that he can be the father that he knows he can be for his daughter and while also kind of getting back into the boxing world and becoming the man that he is, which is this very, very talented boxer. Uh, Forrest Whitaker uh, is also in this as his trainer. Uh, 50 Cent is in there as well as one of his best guys. It's really, really awesome movie. One of the best boxing movies that I've seen uh, for sure. Uh, just really love him in there. Then we have Prisoners at number four. Uh, this is uh, where he plays Detective uh, Loki alongside Hugh Jackman. Uh, Jackman uh, loses his daughter uh, to uh, kidnapping. Uh, Hall is tasked to solve the case. Um, just a really, really awesome movie. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, definitely one of my favorite Halls for sure. Uh, but it's really Hugh Jackman who kind of steals the show for most of it. Uh, Hall kind of takes a little bit of a backseat in this, but still in the spotlight for the right amount of time as the, the head detective of this uh, kidnapping case. Uh, definitely check out Prisoners. Um, it's a really awesome movie. I hope to cover this on the show for sure. Then at number three, we have one of my favorite movies of all time, End of Watch. Uh, Hall plays... Uh, LAPD officer Brian Taylor, alongside his partner Michael Pena, plays Mike Zavala. Uh, this is their journey as LAPD officers in the uh, high gang uh, 
world of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, just a outstanding movie on the day-to-day life of an LAPD officer and how they go up against the gang uh, world of, of the city and drugs. And even there's even scenes of, you know, immigration and uh, smuggling and all that. Just a really, really freaking awesome cop movie that I that I always recommend to people. It's so well done, so well acted. It's just, and it's all it's a heartwarming story about brotherhood and and what it entails, what uh, what these cops go through every day and the bonds that they create with their partners. It's really really awesome. I love Michael Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal in this film. Then at number two, we have. Uh, David Fincher's Zodiac, where Jake Gyllenhaal plays Robert Graysmith, uh, this cartoonist that gets uh, sucked into uh, the world of the Zodiac killer back in the in 1960s to the 1980s. Uh, love watching this movie. It's it's a tad bit long. Uh, it clocks in about two and a half hours, uh, but it's really really well made. Uh, you have Gyllenhaal, like I said, as Robert. Then you have Robert Downey Jr. as Paul Avery, Mar- uh, Mark Ruffalo as. Uh, the inspector alongside Anthony Edwards and Brian Cox, uh, John Carroll Lynch, who was also in bubble boy, just a really, really awesome movie. Uh, very, very well made about the, uh, infamous Zodiac killer who is still unidentified today. I just really love getting sucked into this, this, uh, story of, of one of the most infamous serial killers ever. So definitely check that out if you haven't. And then number one, we have Nightcrawler, where Jake Gyllenhaal plays Lewis Bloom, a uh, a master thief in L.A. who comes up with this idea of becoming a uh, news uh, crime journalist, I guess you could say, where he goes around L.A. filming crimes such as crashes and home invasions and sells them to the media for money. Uh, just a really, really creepy Jake Gyllenhaal uh Definitely, I think his most, his best performance by for sure in his career. Uh, Love throwing this on. For a while, End of Watch was my favorite, but I actually rewatched this uh, about a week ago in preparation for today's episode, and it, it's it's my favorite Joan Hall for sure. I I love throwing this movie on. Uh, just a really creepy yet very very intelligent uh, con artist played by Jake Joan Hall. Just out outstanding. So that's my rankings for Jill, Jake Gyllenhaal for now. Like I said, uh, when I watch Strange World and October Sky, which is his first film, uh, I'll add those to the list. But uh, definitely check this out on IMDb, and then I'll update uh, this list as he as he his movies come out for sure. I'm also going to transfer this over to Letterbox uh, for those that prefer Letterbox over IMDb. But uh, definitely check that that list out if you want. I have all these other, there's like 70 or so lists also on here, uh, or 90, I guess it's, there's, I'm adding lists on here all the time. Actors, shows, movies. If you're a fan of a franchise or an actor, I've probably ranked them already. I just got my Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, list up there as well. So check that out. But, uh, yeah, definitely check out all these rankings, including the Jake Gyllenhaal one on IMDb and Letterboxd. Just, uh, search for Cinemac Reviews and you can find all the lists that I have done. Well, that'll do it for this week's new release episode. Join me next week for my breakdown of Season 3 of The Mandalorian. 
Also check out the premiere episode of the Indiana Jones season, which will be dropping later this week. Later, everyone. Thank you.